Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forgive Me, Season 3, Episode 13. Anything interesting? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. May the Lord bless you. What would you like to confess today? Just the usual, dear. Hey, Margaret. What week is it? Gum and condoms? Christmas in heaven, Father. You know that was last week. Was it? Sorry, the days have been kind of blending together lately. Ah, let it slide. Father Clem does always say you're easier to distract than a golden retriever. He said that to you? Anyway, I was back to stealing the value-sized tissues this week. Rounded out the cycle. And how did penance go? Oh, fine. The youth group certainly appreciated the condom donation. Plus, it's on the same bus route as Burger Brothers. And they just make the best fries. Margaret, I don't think that's what... I don't want to hear it. I know the doctor said to watch my sodium intake, but a fry or two isn't going to kill me. And even if it did, it'd be well worth it. Plus, I'm fairly certain the charity work negates the salt. I don't care about the fries. Now I don't know what to think. I hear you're basically Father Clem's private chef, and yet you'd let me die in a pillar of salt. How poetic. We're all sinners, Father, even you. What? Margaret, I think you know that I'm trying to ask you about Mitchell. Who? Mitchell. I know a lot of Mitchells. You're killing me. All right. In the interest of making my bus, yes, I wanted to see that young man. He seems to be doing quite well. I saw his pin said junior manager on it. It's great to hear. Glad he seems to be making the most of the situation. As am I. That said, he could do to train his staff what a person means when they say mustard on the side. They put mustard just on one side of my burger. Who does that? How did it feel to see him? Nice try, Father. But we've only got one minute. I'll get you one day, Margaret. So, penance. I've been thinking, and I would like to spruce up the garden around St. Patrick's. That sounds lovely, Margaret. A great idea for penance. Wonderful. 
Well, then I guess you can say the act of- Plus, the youth group is looking for new volunteer events they can support, and this seems like a perfect chance for them to get to know a fixture of the community better. I don't think that's a great idea. I believe you have 30 seconds till you need to be out the door. All right. Fine. Deal. Perfect. And 5 p.m. Thank you, Lord. Hi, Father. Hi, Brett. Are you leaving? Yeah, sorry, confession only runs from 3 to 5 on Wednesdays. I do a later one tomorrow if you're around. I hate to ask, but would you be able to squeeze in one more today? Roger's got us doing a groundbreaking on the new lounge tomorrow night. Sorry, Brett. Any other night I'd say yes, but I'm eating some folks all the way over on Cayuga Lake for dinner, and I need to get go- I promise. It'll only take a few minutes. (laughs) I think you know my confessions a little better than that by now, Brett. I'll be brief if you are. All right, all right. You've got me convinced. Would you mind if I take your confession as we walk to my car? I'd prefer the confessional. Oh. I see. Well, okay. It's your confession and whatever makes you most comfortable. Great. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two months since my last confession. Has it really been that long? I've been busy. What can I say? What brings you back to confession today, Brett? Gosh. You know, Father, it's funny. I've been planning to find time to confess for a while, but kept putting this off debating whether I needed to or not. I'm glad you came in, Brett. Confession is always a great place to work through those kinds of things. Uh, I appreciate that. But honestly, it's pretty clear to me that this is a sin, and you'll probably consider it a fairly big one. If you don't mind me being direct and just telling you... It's great that you were able to reflect on this yourself. And yes, I do think ripping off the Band-Aid is typically the best way to confess. I... Burned down the A of A lounge and bowling alley. See? I think it's great you were able to come out and say it directly. Wait. Did you just say that... Yep. It was me. I burned it to the ground. You burned down the A of A lounge? And bowling alley, but yes, it was me. Darn. You're right, Father. Ripping the Band-Aid off was the way to go. I'd been holding that in for too long. I... I don't understand. It's just like you said. I needed to just let it out. And I feel better. No, not that... Well, yes, I get that my own confession tips work. But I mean, I don't understand how you were the one to burn down the lounge. And bowling alley. Sure, but... Why? How? Brett, what the hell? Sheesh, Father. Language. This is a church. Anyway, I can absolutely explain. (laughs) A little, uh, absolution joke there for you? Very original. Please explain. Really? I thought I was on to something there, but... Anyway, sure. So, I'll be honest, but you're not gonna like this... This is all because of you. What? How? Well, you, the liberal media, 
and anyone else who's probably being funded by George Soros, I guess. But I don't think I would have had to go to such an extreme if it wasn't for you specifically. I'm not following. Father, you've been brainwashing this quiet, happy community with your evil, mainstream, liberal BS ever since you got here, and I couldn't stand it anymore. I hardly think my preaching could be considered brainwashing. I hardly think it could be called preaching. I see. Right. Well, when you first showed up, I certainly thought you were fine, if a little long-winded. Then slowly but surely, I noticed you injecting your politics into services. Preaching is always personal, but I don't believe I spoke on things far outside of what's in the Bible. It started with little things, like a sudden focus on words like empathy and charity. Not to mention your entire homily on the whole blessed are the poor thing. That's not even controversial. It's literally from the Gospel of Luke. No need to show me such beatitude. <laughs> you, you, you get it? Since that's one of the Beatitudes? I get it. Yeesh. Tough crap. Anyway, I figured we could deal with that much, too. Roger was already done with you, though. He wrote, like, 30 letters to the bishop who said he understood our concern. But there weren't enough priests as it is, and you were still learning. The bishop really said that? Down on high from Syracuse itself. Good to know, I guess. Yep. He's always been a good conservative man. Anyway, we figured we could put up with your youthful energy until we went to Sue Thompson's memorial. Bill's wife? Ugh, I forgot you all came in full regalia. I remember Bill wasn't too pleased to see you. He wasn't a fan of the literature we kept mailing to his house for his daughter. But it's our responsibility to make sure that parishioners don't burn in hell for their ugh, sexual deviancies especially with the dearth in spiritual leadership from your office. What happened at the funeral, Brett? Well, like I said, we came in spite of the tensions between us and the family. Given Mrs. Thompson's contributions to the church, particularly the stunning naval models that graced the Narthex, Roger felt it was only appropriate that true seamen were there to send her off. I see. And what did I do that was so awful? It was your homily. Unbelievably, you went to that sacred pulpit and read her words. And finally, I would like to thank the Lord for my daughter, Shannon. She is, beyond doubt, my greatest joy and accomplishment. We used to sing, This Little Light of Mine. I loved the message of that song. Knowing someday someday she'd leave home and need to keep the light she cultivated safely here shining despite the cold world beyond. Little did I know how hard her home and this community would try to be the ones to put it out, and that cold world helped her shine brighter than I knew was even possible. Shannon, I'm so deeply proud of you, and I'm beyond thankful to be your mother. You You are are and always will be my light. And fuck anyone in this church if they try and blow it out today. A cuss in a funeral homily. And then your pretty blatant pro-gay agenda seeping into the cracks of our already breaking foundation. Your lack of empathy is deeply concerning. 
This chapter is a conservative men's organization, and for eight years in a row, we've lost numbers. Eight. I know other chapters of the A of A, and they're not all nearly this militant. And frankly, I wouldn't even say they are all that conservative anymore. Some of them literally just do charity work. Maybe your group should consider catching up with the times. What? We should give up our values? You know, Father, we actually had that discussion right after that homily, and it scared the crap out of me. Poor Roger was so dejected, he actually suggested focusing on less divisive work. It sounds like Sue Thompson's message was getting through to him. It sounded like we were being cornered and slowly killed off because of what we believed. You know what else Luke's beatitude said? Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. Brett, the message of that passage is about a fundamental belief in God, not your stance of whether somebody's daughter deserves grace, acceptance, and love. The Bible's pretty clear on that. A convenient interpretation. Mine is that the righteous only benefit from struggle. And I knew if that struggle was truly great, we would be rewarded by God, the community, and our insurance policy many times over. You decided to burn down your own lounge just for and the- And bowling. And bowling alley for the insurance money? Not just for the financial return, but the spiritual return as well. What do you mean? Our values are under attack. That much has been clear for years, but the people in this town are literal. They need to see our values burning to understand they need to be defended. Wait, like a false flag thing? I wouldn't put it so militaristically. Didn't you just use the word attack? Okay, fine. Yes, it, it was a false flag. So, to make sure I'm clear, you thought it made more sense to commit arson and what sounds like insurance fraud rather than opening yourselves up to other people? I don't think we're the first people to choose to die and rise again in the face of persecution. You're really going to use that line in the middle of a church? All right, fine. But yes, I decided to burn it down in order for it to rise again like a phoenix. It wasn't all that complicated, really. I went to get a drink from our renovated kitchen during that faithful meeting after Mrs. Thompson's funeral and knew I could make a plan work. I just needed an event. It was you who convinced Father Clem the festival had to come back, wasn't it? Excellent memory. Well, that was hardly my fault. I think a stiff breeze would have blown all those donuts back onto the church lawn, but I did set things in motion. Just a hint to him saying, oh, Father, I have to say, I'm so glad you're doing well. I hope we can bring back the festival to honor you this year. My son Andrew has still yet to learn how to properly eat a Boston cream, and I told him you're the master. Oh, he was fantasizing about custard for weeks after that conversation. Exactly. He's smarter than he lets on, but the man loses all sense for donuts. I wound up putting the festival committee together just to shut him. Make him happy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my God, you and Roger were the first people to volunteer. He had me so convinced this was because you wanted to do that guess your weight booth. Actually, Roger had no idea. I respect him, and he's the perfect face for the Armada, but he doesn't have a fraction of the backbone to pull something like this off. He was genuinely excited to guess people's weights. That checks out. He played his role perfectly without even knowing it. How so? Well, that night at the committee meeting, I prayed those adulterers, Joe Walters and Lexi, would be there to talk donuts, and God answered. Roger got into it with Joe, saying, Is there really not a single donut shop in this area that isn't connected to this adulterer and his humiliating family? After you calm the tensions down, I meekly suggested as an apology they could use our kitchen to cook. Roger was appalled, but he's an easy dog to get to come to heel. Put Lexi in that kitchen so signs would point to her? Well, not real signs, but enough for Roger and other similarly-minded people to be convinced. You see, Father, I honestly think it's best that there's some split opinion on whether this was arson. They may not be talking to you about it, but some folks are definitely thinking St. Pat's is covering things up for a powerful judge and his sinful daughter. I wonder where they got that idea. Hmm. Who could say? This is so insane. It really is, isn't it? I haven't had the chance to talk this much about it before, and I have to say, even I'm impressed that I was able to pull it off. But wait, I saw you. The day of the festival, you were face painting. There's no way you could have started that fire. Yes, my final stroke of genius, the fire itself. I don't know if I'd say genius. Agree to disagree. First thing I needed to do was get the building emptied out. See, Father, I am nothing if not a fierce defender of the sanctity of life. Sure. I volunteered my son, Andrew, and a few of his friends to schlep the donuts up to the festival grounds from the lounge. About a hundred yards. Perfect job to keep him busy, and also one he was guaranteed to skip out on the second he had the chance. I told his girlfriend's mother about the festival, but gave her the wrong time by about an hour. Once she arrived, it was all but a certainty. Andrew would forego any of his responsibilities to run off to their house for some alone time with Tana. Boys will be boys, huh? I don't think I get why you needed to do that. I needed the event to be going on long enough for Lexi to count on Andrew to deliver the donuts, but for him to totally disappear at a certain point, forcing her to deliver them herself. Which would leave Lexi out of the kitchen so the fire could start. Exactly. But that still doesn't explain how you started the fire. Three words. Smart gas range. I got a notification from the security camera that Lexi had left to deliver her donuts and immediately cranked the heat up to a maximum. It's an extremely powerful range, so you can imagine the flame had the oil bubbling and smoking in less than a minute. Good lord. This is where things get really brilliant, though. 
As the oil heated past its smoke point, the plumes rose until they hit the detector on the ceiling. See, normally, this would either just beep or trigger some kind of foam. But I convinced Roger it'd be cheaper and more effective to install water sprinklers throughout the lounge and bowling alley. Which means... Which means this angry, bubbling, smoking, hot oil splashed out of its frying pot and right onto the other burners I'd remotely activated. The fire was roaring within minutes. Velvet curtains, easy guy recliners, and, and even the brush Limbaugh Memorial bowling lane was engulfed in flames. I don't think it's appropriate for something on church property to be named after one of the most hate- I just told you how I magically burned down an entire building and that's your takeaway? I mean, I'm sort of over the shock of you burning it down, but naming something on church grounds after one of the most prolific bigots of the last hundred years is a lot to take in. It wasn't even officially named after him. Roger just had the plaque made after he kicked a bucket. Can I finish my confession, please? Fine, go on. Thank you. Well, as you know from there, everything burned to a glorious crisp. Yet, there were so many potential onlookers that calls to the fire department came quickly enough that nothing unnecessary burned. How thoughtful of you. I thought so, too. Once that was taken care of, all that was left was the sowing of discord. Sowing of discord? Yep. As I expected, my wife's idiot cousin Ted, the town fire marshal, missed any and all signs of foul play. <sighs> That's concerning. Still, I knew I could count on our beloved Supreme Admiral to see through the smoke to the true culprit. He figured you out? No, no. I mean the spiritually true culprit. All those assholes in this community who degrade us and push us towards being a... Rainbows and butterflies, pagan church, instead of what Catholicism is really all about. Cold, blind, and terrified faith in a cruel and hateful God. So by that, you mean... The Walters family and a few others we didn't care for were publicly interviewed by the authorities. You mean that private eye? We worked with what we had. That was a pretty cruel thing to do to those people. Not to mention the P.I. who I saw your friend Roger harassing the other day. Oh, please. They had it coming. All those years of being such visible faces in the parish despite their sins. Joe and Darla gave us such crap over the years especially. And that private investigator and her assistant, they were all too quick to take this case, thinking they were using us for money. Meanwhile, you were sending them on a wild goose chase around town, creating the impression there were several reliable suspects. That was all Roger. He paid them out of pocket. Nothing about that is tied to me, even if I gave him a suggestion or two for his list of suspects. How comforting. I did actually have a small panic when the assistant figured out I'd use the sprinklers to start the fire. Still, Roger was so worked up about how they hadn't talked to all of our suspects yet, I knew... It was only a matter of time before the whole investigation blew up. Was a lucky two-for-one that Roger didn't shut it down until after the whole town saw her talking to the Walters girl at Pat's Diner. That's really twisted, Brett. Gotta crack some eggs to make an omelet. Rarely a heartening phrase to hear during a confession. I know, I know. But it was effective. We're up to 20 members. Actually growing. People do not 
like that there's a conspiracy afoot and wants somewhere to point the fingers. That is one of the... That is a miracle, Father. And one that was inspired by you. We have a growing community of men who are united in their faith, both in Christ and in some light conspiracies, not to mention a new state-of-the-art lounge with a built-in HD projection wall, improved central air for summer days, and <laughs> two bowling lanes. <sighs> Brett, I have to ask. Yes? Why did you come here and tell me this? Well, like I said, I wasn't sure at first myself. But then, I realized that I did need to confess. But you don't sound remorseful. I, I really don't think I can absolve you. Oh, Father. I knew you'd say that. I thought about finding a way to go to Clem, but I figured you might actually tell the authorities. You, on the other hand, know spilling the beans would mean your job. And it's pretty clear to me, you like doing it. Uh-huh. Anyway, I realized that based on the circumstances, you'd have to absolve me. How do you figure? Well, I do feel a little bad about the damage I cause, and I do feel badly that I resorted to such a drastic measure. And I'm confident in my belief that I would never burn down the A of A lounge in Bowling Alley again. Some of the other stuff that you seem to care so much about, I'm not confessing to that, because I don't feel those were truly sinful. You know... I'm not usually in the business of telling people how to experience their faith, but I have to be clear. You committed a hell of a lot more sins than you're claiming you confessed, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And you will absolve me of the ones I'm confessing to? You have no case not to, and it's your job. I... <sighs> you're right. Wonderful. Thank you, Father. I don't think you deserve it, and I think you're intentionally ignoring the worst of your sins, but I will absolve what you claim remorse for. In choosing to do wrong and failing to do what is good, I have sinned against you, whom I should love above all things. I firmly intend, with your help, to do penance, to sin no more, and to avoid whatever leads me to sin. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, suffered and died for us. In his name, my God, have mercy. Amen. Through the ministry of the church, may God give you pardon and peace. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, for penance, I would like- Oh, sorry, Father. Got a jet. Maybe next time. Brett, wait. You have to sit here and- Thanks again for the talk. God bless the seal of confession, right? Jesus Christ. Good evening, sir. Do you have a reservation? Hi. Um, I'm actually meeting some people here. Ben, we're over here. Oh, looks like they're already seated. Thanks. 
Hey, sorry I'm late. Hope you don't mind me started without you. No point in being on the Finger Lakes unless we're drinking wine, right? <laughs> That's right. The Napa Valley of the Mid-Atlantic. Hey, Olivia. Hi, Father. Good to see you. <laughs> you too. Long day at the office? Uh, got held up at the confessional. Hmm. Anything interesting? Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Ramunda. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Dan Sweet, Margaret. Casey Callahan, Father Ben. Michael Antico, Brett. Barb Benincasa, Sue Thompson. Bob Ramunda, restaurant host. Zach Valenti, Luke. Lauren Shippen, Sydney. Emily Elizabeth, Olivia. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Ramunda. All of our graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Season three of Forgive Me would not have been the same without our executive producer, Curtis Debrell Jr. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty nihilistic priest. In next week's episode, we hear Roger stop by to come clean about the recent incident in the church parking lot. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's Roger, you Arschgeiger, the nerve! You have to show up here. I know, Father. You absolute Kotzbrochen to punch a holy man and to harass those women. Uh, well, yes, that's why I'm here. Well, good. To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series, as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Are you enjoying Season 3? If so, follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoy it, rate and review the show on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, that is all for now. That's season three. It's over. But you don't have to worry. Thanks to your generosity during our season three crowdfund, we have bonus episodes that will be released monthly throughout the rest of the year. Check back soon to see what Father Ben gets up to next. We love you very much. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, 
We're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting. It's funny. It's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content. You can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.